0: Physique University, your source for all things physique enhancement. Hey, what's up everyone? Welcome back to Elite Physique University. I'm John Gorman, your host. We've got Jason Theobald, IFBB Pro in the house. Jason, what's going on, man?
1: Not much. Looking forward to recording this
0: episode. Man, so this is episode three. It's so whenever we record, we're recording kind of a couple weeks in advance, so most people don't realize. Um, So we're just getting ready to head into the holidays. Probably when this drops, it'll be sometime around the new year, you know, early January for our listeners. But I do want to go back and just kind of catch up on how everything's ending for you for the year. Um, Are things slowing down? How are things for you as far as getting ready for your prep? Just kind of give me a snapshot of. Of where you're at, sure.
1: Right now. Uh, you know, I'm just gonna be honest, It's it's been an interesting day in terms of prep, just thoughts about it. Um, I took some progress picks today, and um, you know, I didn't feel great about them. Uh, I'm lean, but I don't know if enough was done, um, to make the run I want to run, and so you know, I've been in my head all day, and um. As a lot of, I don't know if you your listeners even know, but if I give this a go, it's going to be all on what I can get from a doctor prescribed HRT. Um, and that's a little different from my preps in the past. And so I'm not expecting I'm going to grow a lot going into this. And so I kind of am what I am. And um, I don't know, that's kind of a little daunting thought. Um, but I sent some pics out and I'll text them to you when we're done. And Everyone just said get shredded. You know, I, my shape will carry me, and I just need to get peeled. And so, you know, I'm, I'm better back in spirits, but I don't know. Uh, we'll see how this unfolds. I'm definitely not getting on stage unless it's a better package. So, we'll just see how everything holds. Um, as far as the year, everything slows down. I mean, I've had I've had more cancellations than I've had uh, join, people joining, but it, it kind of is cyclical and it kind of happens and I'm not really sweating it. It is what it is. Um, but right now, even like some of my clients aren't checking in as often. I think they're all just, you know, everyone's kind of just getting ready for that Christmas new year's and, um, just kind of the reboot. And, um, I, I kind of think I'm thankful for it. I'm kind of in the mode too, where I just want to kind of chill, um, reboot kind of rest my batteries and then be ready to roll January one.
0: Man. So I'm right there with you. I'm going to actually ask you a few things about your prep getting ready to start, but I'm right there with you. I actually take off. Usually Thanksgiving week I'll take off and I give my clients a protocol that way they can, you know, up their rep ranges a little bit. they can deplete a little bit if they're worried about gaining fat. Sometimes I'll just let them just go have a meal and not worry about it. But most of them I give them just a protocol because people just like that. We're, you know, creatures of habit. So for Christmas and new year's, I just, I always take off two weeks unless somebody's in prep. Then I know you and I are the same there. We still have them emailing us because they're in prep and my clients right. are in prep. They're not, they're not having a meal at Christmas. They're not having one at New Year's right. um, outside of something that's very, very trackable at a restaurant. Right. So Correct. It, it's just the life that we chose guys. If you're going to get on stage, that's just kind of what it takes. But I, I get a couple weeks to kind of chill out. And I'm ready for it. You know, at the end of the year, I'm kind of tired. Like, yep. you know, it's always a long year. I travel, go to client shows. Like, fuck, I went to like 20 shows this year. It was insane. So Damn. I'm I'm looking forward to the slight break myself. But but I do want to circle back to your prep because this kind of ties in to our topic today with yeah. optimizing and understanding testosterone levels, whether you're natural, enhanced, HRT, what have you. Um, Jason, I do want to talk to you. I, I know you've got a few people in your corner you know, you can always text me. You know, you yep. and I are the same. We'll shoot each other straight. You know, if you're not looking good, I I would tell you, and I know you do the same for me. How important is it to have people around you if you're doing your own prep that aren't gonna fluffy, you know, sugarcoat shit?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's really important to have a second pair of eyes, and um, you know, a lot of people will tell you that, you know, you're looking good and, you know, everything's coming along, but I do have a few guys, um, that are heavily, you know, MPC type prep coaches and national guys. And they're really to the point of almost, it's almost the point where you send a pictures and you almost wait to cringe. Um, and most of the time the feedback is you got to get leaner and you got to get leaner. And so that, is all that I really need to hear to usually keep dropping the hammer on myself, you know? So it's not that I need help on manipulating my macros. Um, It's, but it's nice to have someone say, you know, like, if this is your goal, you've got to be harder, you know? And, And they to give you that honest feedback is really important because I do do all my own preps. You know, I call my shots um, but it is really nice to have someone there saying, yeah, you just, you got to get, you got to get more credit, you know?
0: Yeah, man. And I, I know like any anytime I've dieted myself, I haven't really, I haven't really used anyone since you and I worked together. So yep. I, I know anytime I diet myself down, I get really lean. I haven't been on stage in a long time, but I've gotten close a couple of times and it's always that feeling of you're fucking tired, you're cranky, but your clothes are fucking baggy on you. Your face is thin as fuck. You feel like shit. And sometimes it's just hard to get out of that negative environment. So for somebody, if you have someone, people out there listening, that will shoot you straight, that usually, and you trust, that's usually enough to understand, hey, it's okay if I get a little bit leaner, even though you're worried that you're getting fucking small, especially someone like you stepping on an IFBB pro stage where size is so crucial and so important. Man, I I, I know you're going to get lean enough because – I saw how lean you were this the summer when I stayed at your house. It, yeah. You know, your pro shows last time, you were definitely lean enough. So it, it'll be interesting to see as, as you prep on HRT. But, you know, there's so many things that we'll talk about in later episodes where people can be ready a little bit early and they can eat into shows. There's a lot of different
1: advanced tactics. That's, what it's, that's what's going to have to happen. I mean, I'm going to have to just shred this down and not worry about weight. Um, and then you know, reverse pick my shows and kind of reverse into it, so I can just bring the fullest look I can. Um, if I'm pretty filled out, even at 175, I look pretty big on stage. Right, um, and I'm sitting about 190 ish in the morning, give or take. So, you know, that would be 15 pounds to play with. Obviously, my class allows me to be at 185, and I wanted to be there. And I think if I was doing preps in my old way, I would grow into the show because I'm so lean I could really push my calories high to start but that's just not the way it's going to go down this year so um, I pretty much am what I am and you know all prep will just be shredding it up and trying to hold on to what I can.
0: Yeah it'll be super interesting so probably a couple episodes from now we'll start to I'll start to ask you things about The start of your prep and the end of your off season. So for those of you listening, we are going to get into more detail with Jason's prep. And we're going to talk a little bit about both you and I today because we're also going to talk about hormone replacement therapy, natural competitors who need it, assisted competitors who, who need it when they come off. So there's so many things we're going to talk about. But first... Guys, I want you to be able to send us questions or topics for the show. Hit me up on Instagram at team underscore Gorman. You can go search Scooby Prep. He's on Instagram as well. Hit us up with some messages. Make sure you hit us with a follow so they don't go to that other folder. We want to be able to see those and get to them. And guys, I I don't have one message that I've ever not replied to, as long as it's in that folder, the first one that I can see. So um, this was a topic a lot of people have been asking us about. Uh, the main thing that I want to say, so this is up and running now. We've got like 33 reviews in like five days, and that's awesome. Thank you.
1: That's guys. crazy. Yeah. Thanks, I, guys. I, I Thank Thanks. You. That's awesome. Yeah. So all we want you to do
0: is go leave a review wherever the platform is that you listen to it on, whether it's iTunes, Google Podcasts. It is up on Stitcher now. It's on my Team Gorman YouTube page if you like YouTube, um, or it's on our website, ElitePhysiqueUniversity.com. Leave us a review though, on the platforms that have that screenshot it. So we see it on Instagram stories or tag us, send it to us. It doesn't matter. And we'll pick a winner. Our very first winner is actually today. And his name is Nate Shane. that's from the iTunes reviews, Nate Shane. So Nate, thank you very much. Please hit me up with a message on Instagram at team underscore Gorman. You're going to get a new copy of my book, ask a diet coach, and I will send that to you through the mail. So thank you. Nice. Shane. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, our next winner will be getting uh, a product from you, Jason. Are you thinking yes. Cordy's or GDA Max?
1: Yeah, those are, you know, those are like the universal products that everyone can kind of benefit from. So, you know, uh, if someone's not dieting, ThyroBoost Boost isn't always needed, you know, and things like that. But I think Cordy's or a GDA Max would be an awesome product for someone to get. Yeah, I
0: do as well. Our I'm- greens
1: are really good, too. Um, they're, they're best tasting on the market, hands down. I, I don't care what anyone says. And so I might. Throw those in occasionally, but we'll start with a GDA Max or Accordes.
0: Yeah, the one, uh, man, I can't. The name of it escapes my mind right now. Is it? Is it? um,
1: Espresso. The espresso. Yeah, That
0: dude, Leslie. I mean, I love it, too. Leslie's hooked on it because you can't tell it's greens like you just throw it in a shake or throw it in with your coffee. It's awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You you put that in a chocolate shake. It just makes it taste almost like Nestle quick. It's amazing. Awesome. So we're about to get into this
0: topic. One thing that we do on the show here that we that you and I have just recently started is we're going to pass along something cool that we've learned in the past couple weeks. I'll go ahead and start this off. Um, one of the things I learned at the Preventing Cardiovascular Risk Disease Conference put on by Nutridyne a couple weeks ago was a good way through supplementation to lower your just cholesterol and number, especially triglycerides, is to use um, niacin nicotinic acid has to be the actual type of niacin that you use. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people didn't know, I didn't know that. I thought, well, hell, I could have just got niacin from a store, but it needs to be a niacin nicotinic acid. It's really cheap on Amazon. I know Nutridyne makes some products with it in there, like Cardio Ox and yep. stuff like that. But that's something to pass along to you guys that are having your blood work done and you have cholesterol levels, especially triglyceride levels that are really high because that's the number one thing that you can use. You know, five hundred milligrams up to two thousand a day. It really just depends. I'm up to fifteen hundred a day now, and I'm going to be real interested to see after eight weeks what that does to kind of drop my triglycerides down, plus my LDL. Yeah. I mean, stuff. I don't
1: know what um what they taught you at the course you went to, but all the functional med doctors and guys practitioners that I've been to in courses have said that really you know, traditional medicine has the cholesterol numbers wrong. Um, The biggest markers for, you know, heart health or a predictor of heart attack are your particle size of the actual cholesterol. So the particle size, and I know Dutch test, you can uh, choose to have particle size ran. It's not always done. You have to choose it. But so particle size and then triglycerides is the second. You know, this HDL and LDL and all this shit is to sell medicine, but you really got to look at your particle size and your triglycerides. So I'm really big on getting triglycerides, uh, you know, down. And a lot of times they say the blood tests aren't that reliable. So by the time someone's near in 150, they're probably well past it is what I'm being told. So you really want to get that number into the 60s, 70s so that you're just not even close to that 150 area.
0: Yeah, definitely. And we're going to have a whole uh, – we're going to actually have a guest come in because you and I know a decent amount about this. And I know I, I've really dug in over the last year because my cholesterol levels were shit. And what happened is, is a lot of it came back genetic, and I kind of talked a little bit about it yeah. on one of the prior podcasts. But niacin is definitely one of those things. Um, and then, Jason, you've been talking about L-carnitine a lot love for it. A while.
1: Yep. Yeah, that, injectable L-carnitine. I do injectable. You can do oral, but listen, it's not going to be as – you know i think you might digest 25% of it um at at most um but either way you know however you choose to get it in you um you know you were talking about how it helps triglycerides
0: yeah i mean it it, it helps especially because it it pushes fats into the cell to be used as energy so constantly I mean, man i mean if there's really any kind of a super supplement that's that's you know, over the counter, it's, it's L carn injectable L carnitine, but you're right. That's why most people have to take like 2000 milligrams once to twice a day right. because it has to survive. Digestion. And I'll
1: tell you, I was a big proponent of that. And I still never saw the benefits that I see when you inject it, you just don't, it, it sucks, but you just don't. Um, and you know, you gotta remember too, that nitrous oxide is, is increasing big time. Uh, with injectable L-carnitine, and that will help keep your arteries and and um, fle- more flexible, and that's what you want. You don't want them hard because that's when plaque starts to build up. That nitrous oxide keeps them more uh, flexible and bendy, so L-carnitine is an amazing and amazing amino acid.
0: Yeah, it's it's been a game changer. I've been using it for 90 days now at yep. this point. Um, it's definitely, but if you're going to use the oral, try 2,000 milligrams once or twice a day, and that's probably the best that
1: the best that you yeah, can I would do say you're going to need to rock that at twice a day, four yeah. four four thousand milligrams or four grams, however you want however you want to look at it.
0: Okay, man. So this gets us to our topic today. We're going to talk about optimizing and understanding testosterone levels. Um, so let, let's let's kind of tell our story because a lot of this is going to tie into a lot of people listening because it's going to hit home. Jason, when did you start paying attention to your testosterone levels at um, work? So I always
1: paid attention to them, but I noticed after 2009, I did junior nationals. Uh, I did it natural. Um, everyone backstage was like, wait, what? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I just, you know, I just showed up. And I still got six out of like 22 guys. And after that show, I really busted my ass hard. Um, and I had been dieting a lot, um, two or three shows a year. And after that show, man, like I really didn't do anything different. I've always been a guy that stays pretty lean, but man, I was just down for the count. I was getting fat fast. And six months after the show, I took my uh finally got some labs ran. My testosterone, I think it was like two twenty, something like that. So after six months of feeding up, I wasn't over training by any means. I've always been a four or five uh type of guy because I had, you know, my law practice, kids, all that shit, you know. I've never been a seven day of the week training. And um, it just wasn't coming back, man. And, um, you know, maybe I could have waited another 18 months or something, but I wasn't willing to do that. Um, so at that point in time is when I, you know, started now for me and I don't recommend this. Um, this was going back almost, uh, what 10 years ago, there wasn't any TRT doctors in freaking Kentucky. Um, so I did it myself, but you know, I recommend now there's so many doctors, there's so many even online, clinics that you don't have to you know they can serve you from out of state um but yeah that was when I started really paying attention to it because I just knew something was completely off with my body
0: so and you were prepping years prior to that as well if I remember right you prepped in 2008 did you prep in 2007
1: Uh, yep I did a prep in 2007 I did a couple in 2008 I did two couple in 2009 and then I you know I started bodybuilding prep you know competing in 20 Two thousand two, and I did two or three then, and two or three the next year, and then I took a hiatus to get my law career going. Um, but yeah, I was just rifling shows off, you know, back to back.
0: Yeah. So, and that's that's going to kind of lead into one of the causes that I do want to get into for natural competitors. Because here's the thing, guys: we're going to break this down. You can be someone that's been assisted your whole bodybuilding career, and there's still a possible need for HRT. So, we're going to kind of break that down. I do want to tell my story real quick. Um, because a lot of people don't know until here recently that I've been on HRT. I actually just got my blood work back today and finally everything is starting to get back into a normal range, but you know, I'm 42 now. So this past January I went in, got my blood work done. I was like, you know what? I'm going to start doing this now every, every year instead of every few years. And you know, as you get older, that's important. And one of the things was my testosterone was 190 and I was like what Ouch. The fuck is going on old and, man
1: gorman oh dude, man
0: <laughs> dude it was it was bad man and i thought you know I, uh, stress was really fucking high for me in january i was coming off a pretty big year i had two gyms i just had the other gym for like 5 months i was dealing with some turnover there like Everything was really, really high. I was having some issues with first form that, you know, you know, I just left them, but there were some issues there that I was trying to work through traveling a lot. So just stress was high and I just chalked it up. And if you guys go back and listen to our last episode on cortisol, you'll understand its effects on testosterone, um, especially when you're natural. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to give this time. I'm gonna take diaspartic acid. I'm going to take dim. DIM is something I take year round. And I was like, I'm just gonna measure this and see what I can get happen in 12 week increments. So yep. after after about six months or so, six to eight months, I was able to get my testosterone up to like three ninety with Woo! natural supplementation. Yeah, but um <laughs> my stress relief really was a lot lower, so how much How much the deaspartic acid dim were helping, I, it's just hard to say. So then right. when I did, I was like, you know what? For the next, te- next 12 weeks, I'm just going to drop the natural test boosters. Stress will stay the same. Let's see what my test comes back at. And it fucking came right back at 190. And this was like in <laughs> August of this year. My doctor was like, listen, man, what are you doing? I was like, I want to try everything. By the way, I was on a high-fat ketogenic diet for 12 weeks. And, you know, a lot of people say you need to have high fats and high saturated fats to, you know, right. correlate with your testosterone levels. Well, mine were the fucking lowest. So it, it, it's not, they weren't low because of keto. I'm just saying, it just goes to show it was time for hormones. Yeah, you're,
1: if your body's not producing by adding high fats, you're not, it's not going to be like all of a sudden like, ah, oh, you know, like, I mean, it, it's one of those things where like, we want to bring it back. We support the body with extra fats, but you normally have to give it a kick in the pants of some sort.
0: Right, so I I was at one ninety, and yeah, here, dude, I just felt like my fucking joints were gonna break, man. Like in the gym, I just felt like I was not recovered. I mean, it was just the most. I really well, exactly like it. I felt like as an eighty year old man, and people laugh at that, but that's actually legit. No, if man. you
1: look that up, one ninety is about probably an eighty to ninety year old range. Sure, sure. Yeah. So I started HRT, and I started one
0: hundred and fifty migs a week. And that's actually pretty low in the bodybuilding world for HRT. A lot of guys hear that and they're like, "Damn, that's low." But I just got my levels back today, and um, they were right at six hundred and fifty. So right, right in the middle. They they could be a little higher, you know. I could probably push that on up for my likes.
1: I'm I'm gonna take that higher for my likes. But you're getting better.
0: Yeah. I mean, so here's the thing. I feel great. I've sent you the pictures, the the before and after transformation over the course of eight to 12 weeks with me on just 150 a week, doctor prescribed literally looks like a before and after picture because I put on so much muscle that I had lost. A lot of right, people right. think that you go get on HRT and all of a sudden you're going to, you're going to fucking put on a massive amount of muscle. Most of the time you're just putting on muscle that you've lost from having low testosterone for God knows how right. long. Right. So that, that's kind of my story. I want people to understand um, because there's a natural side of this and there's a reason why it happens genetically or as you get older, um, which is kind of what you and I have talked about. But Jason, there's also other areas where people have used testosterone on and off and they try and come off and they just can't get their natural testosterone levels. Why don't you talk about that?
1: Well, so, you know, so, you when know, you use an exogenous hormone, our body's feedback body's loops feedback cause basically, movement. you know, you just stop producing within the body so if you add testosterone over time the body's going to shut down and stop producing its own because the body's always trying to work towards homeostasis so if you continue to take testosterone take performance enhancers the longer you do that and the longer that the hpa is dormant the the less likelihood you have of being able to recover it now you know, you can run the most aggressive PCTs and, you know, some guys might get it back to 400 and be totally fine and want to, want to, you know, rock down the road with that. I don't low T levels start to happen around 400 or, or I'm sorry, low T symptoms start to happen around 400 and lower. So anyways, yeah, by using, um, for bodybuilding purposes on and off cycles, that's a real risk, and and everyone, most people should know that. I let my clients know if they're getting ready to contemplate starting to use cycles. That hey, one of the possibilities are is that you will need HRT for the rest of your life.
0: Yeah. And it's it's one of those things that a lot of people they don't think, dude, when you're younger you don't think about that. You, you th- you're like, you know what, I'm going to start a cycle. I'm going to, I'm going to get as much muscle put on me as possible. And they really don't think about that. But later on down the road, you're right. That's almost everyone that I know that's used more than, I don't know, two or three years. Most of them either have low testosterone out of optimal ranges or they're on HRT. Correct. Um, let's, let's real quick before we really start diving into the deep, deep parts of this, let's talk about the signs and symptoms. So you mentioned that they start around 400. I can tell you my, when mine was 390, I can tell you when it was at 190, I had zero sex drive. That's one of the main things I think people can kind of feel and keep track of. But at 390, I was only wanting to have sex like once a fucking month. And you're saying I'm an open book. I don't give a shit. I've got a pretty high sex drive. I always have but something like that was definitely a sign. What are some of the other things that that people can watch out for before they go get. Yeah.
1: So God, there's a myriad ones of them, but I'm going to try to hit as many as I can. So, uh, recovery in the gym is just going to be shit. Um, you know, you might even drop to three or four days a week and you're going to hit your legs and my God, your legs are going to stay sore for, they're just going to be sore the next time you hit them. Um, so recovery is just terrible. Um, really, you kind of walk around with a little bit of a cloud hanging over you kind of feeling like maybe someone just turned the lights off a little bit, you know? Um, so that zest and drive for life is just not going to be there. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's obviously troubling. And then of course, like you said, sex drive and some men might even get, you know, erectile dysfunction issues where they just can't get hard, you know? Um, so that's a problem. And, you know, you might actually get some sleep issues as well um, from it. And the problem with that is, or the, really, that's more of, you know, when testosterone comes down, some other hormones can get dysregulated, and you might just be experiencing some anxiety, different things of that nature. You're just not going to cope with life as well. Um, those are probably the main ones, you know, just tiredness, sluggishness, no sex drive, no real zest for life, no charge and get up and go you know just kind of a shell of yourself
0: yeah you know what that's a great way to put it and here's the other thing i know a lot of doctors and 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 i i don't want to try and shit on doctors obviously we're not doctors but I've had people that have, I've been working with, and, and we're talking through this and we're talking over the pros and the cons, and I'm trying to kind of help them understand what they can expect. And they're going to their doctor, and their doctor doesn't want to put them on HRT, but they want to put them on antidepressants. And I try yeah. to explain to them I'm like, guys, when you have, and g- guys and girls, and when you have low testosterone, if you have depression um, issues at all, you're really going to have depression issues whenever you're on low testosterone. So to me, I don't think anyone should take antidepressants if they haven't been taking it because that it's a whole process to get off of. But I can tell you everyone that's just done HRT, they've been able to come back. Everyone that I know, they've been able to come back and not have as as bad of an issue with depression. Have, Have you had anybody that's, that's told you that their doctor just wants to put them on antidepressants?
1: Yes. Yes. You know, I'll have a few guys go see their general practitioner. I had a guy recently. I think he was, I think he's 29. um, Tall guy, having trouble putting muscle on. And I said, hey, well, let's just get your blood work done. I just want to see where you're at. And he was like 280. So, like, here's the thing for our listeners out there. If you haven't dealt with any of this, 280 generally is above... Clinically low. Clinically low usually starts around 220, depending on the lab, but pretty much 280 is always going to be in between the ranges. Here's the ranges generally 220 nanogram per deciliter up to 1000 nanogram per deciliter. So that's an 800 range of, and at 1000, you're going to feel like a 21 year old. And at 230, which is still not clinically low, you're going to feel like, you know, a grandpa. And so it's really unfortunate that, you know, doctors, again, we're not trying to talk bad, but they're taught to keep you alive. Remember that. And if you're within range, you're going to stay alive. You might feel like ass, but their goal is to keep you alive. So they're generally not always going to want to play ball. And to be honest with you, they're, they're just not educated with it. So a lot of times, then you got to get, you got to find the next guy. You got to go to an endocrinologist or, you, you know, then you need to ser- search out an actual HRT clinic at that
0: point. Right. And, and I, I do want to touch on females as well, um, because the, obviously this is going to cover guys and girls, you know, females generally, and, and I know there are slightly different ranges that can vary four or five to 10 points, but you no know, 15 to 70 nanograms per deciliter is, is around the quote unquote normal ranges for a female, but it's females. This is something that definitely affects you as well. Obviously there's not as many females out there, using performance enhancing drugs and then coming off and then having an issue. I mean, there, there, there are people listening that, that you fall into that camp, but a lot of the females are not, and you know, I think this kind of goes back to the, the whole, uh, metabolic resistance, um, episode that we're going to do and that you've been talking a lot about. But to me, whenever I see females have issue, it's usually the females that have dieted too much and they're natural. Are you seeing that as well?
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously you know if you don't have that support um you know the the testosterone support the the hormonal support when you diet and you're female um it's just harder on their body to get lean like they're they're just not meant to be as lean as like the stage requirements and so anytime you put your body through that kind of stress i either i always see them either come out you know low low estrogen low test or the estrogen's high the testosterone's low but in, in, in the end, like I see it left and right. And then we're not even, we haven't even talked about environmental, you know, issues out there that I think is kind of as a whole affecting society, um, in terms of hormones as well. Yeah. And
0: I'm going to actually, I'm going to throw that ball right into your court here in just a second. Um, why we're on the topic of females. Um, Females tend to diet more often just in general. That's yeah. gen pop lifestyle and competitors. I mean, I'm not poking fun at bikini girls. I, I, I love all you guys because you hire me. I do your preps. I, I love helping girls get on stage, whether it's a bikini, figure, what have you. But most women, especially when they're new, they just don't know any better. They really get caught up in it. And they have all this pressure on them anyway, especially with social media, the way it is these days to just constantly be leaner. So they're perpetually dieting all the time. So I've noticed, and my clientele is probably about 50, 50, and it's been that way the entire time I've been prepping female to male. I've just noticed I've had more females end up on hrt they use the cream they end up on hrt then i have guys and that's just because i think it's two things i think like you said it's harder on females but they're also the ones dieting too often how how important of a role do you think dieting too often for a natural athlete causes people to have issues with testosterone levels
1: i think it's probably the number one issue um Me too. you know I again, I, I touched on environment and we'll get on that in a second, but I mean, as far as a natural athlete and especially a female, um, like I've said, and when I've given my talks, like a lot of the natural men seem to bounce back with feeding them up, you know, maybe getting them a little testosterone support, uh, maybe a little estrogen metabolism support and then just feeding them up over time. But man, it, you get that woman's body who's just kind of stuck and it just, it just doesn't want to budge. And so it, I see it time and time again uh, with my, with my natural females.
0: Yeah, I do as well. To me, you know, in the natural bodybuilding world, you know, we, we all have the saying that that you need to take more time off because when you're assisted and you have hormones helping run everything you can, you know, that's why we see a lot of IFBB pros, you know, compete every single year because they can help run their thyroid and their testosterone levels. If you're a natural competitor, that's that's the main thing with taking time off. Most people think they need to take more time off because that's what it takes to improve. Well, to improve, you need to get your fucking testosterone levels up so you can actually add new muscle and make improvements. It's all tied together into one big uh, part of the puzzle, guys. This isn't just about trying to make new, new gains. This is also about having your, your labs and everything come back normal so you can actually put on new muscle. I mean, how many times have we seen people compete natural every single year man i've seen people compete naturally every year and they actually look worse as the years go on because they spend six to eight months dieting because in the natural world that's common 20 to 25 week preps and then the next thing you know by the time they've got their natural testosterone levels back up to normal six you know months later they are turn around they're starting to fucking diet again
1: diet again right right so then they diet again for six to eight months it's even harder now their improvement time was spent low testosterone Right. So
0: they, and they may not even be approved. So they may even be starting from somewhere with less muscle and that's a yep. scary thought. So, man, I, I mean, I have preached about that for years, but it's so hard to get people to take the amount of time off because everyone just wants to get on stage. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. I, you know, it's, uh, I, I fell into that trap for a little bit there too, but you know, now I'm always like two years. <laughs> I always take a full year in between shows. Uh, right right it, you know
0: you know I, I didn't start this off the right way so hold on give me just a second all right there we go <laughs> <laughs> you know listen i, I might have bought, bought this nice new house but how's the saying go you can take the boy out the trailer but you can't take the the trailer out of the boy oh, i gotta boy. have my white yeah. trash i gotta take my white trash energy drink and get this going man because uh, go. we're about to geek out we're about to get geeky jason talk about xenoestrogens and why you believe that's one of the main causes of low testosterone high estrogen just in the population in general so you know and and what are they exactly like what are
1: xenoestrogen is a you know the compounds that you find in like plastics and in our beauty products and what they do in the body is they're not actually estrogen but they mimic and bind uh like estrogen does so you're still going to get estrogenic side effects Okay, and we're bombarded by this stuff way more than we ever were. I mean, think about it. We've got water that we can buy in cheap, flimsy bottles that barely even look like the bottles are going to stay together. You know, so that shit's bombarding. We've got all of our beauty products. We've got, you know, all of our meats are filled with hormones and different things of that nature. So, you know, you got to look at, like, why is even guys and gals who aren't even into these sports – Why is, why are they, why is low test such an epidemic these days? And, you know, for those people, yeah, you know, they got stress. I get it. But like, you can't tell me that farmer Joe in the 1960s wasn't stressed either. Um, but we're just seeing low hormone tests from so many people. It's like becoming epidemic. And I was reading the other day, one in seven women will get breast cancer and that's usually estrogen dominance, uh, dictated. And one in eight men will get prostate cancer. And again, it's not testosterone causing those issues. It is estrogen that usually causes issues with prostate. So you have all these men who over the years are bombarded with estrogen dominance and they're getting this. So those are some pretty staggering numbers. And you know, so yes, in our field, it's a lot of the dieting. It's a lot of the stress that you, we put on our bodies that, that creates hormone dysregulation. But just as a society as a whole, um I'd be curious to like compare our testosterone levels to like places like in you know maybe Colombia or um Peru, just places where there's still people that live in the mountains and are way less touched by all this you know easy fast lifestyle that we we get and can buy and see what their testosterone levels are like in their males that are fifty sixty forty i i I bet they do not have these low S levels like we do here in the States.
0: Yeah, man. And, and, you know, the xenoestrogens, whenever you email me that information, it's not even something I thought about, but it makes a lot of sense. I mean, that's in the plastics. Like if, if you leave a, a bottle of water in the car and it Bad gets news. hot and then, then yep. you go out and you drink it, it tastes like shit. Yep. Well, th- there's a reason why. And you yep. know, for a lot, for a long time, most people listening to the show, you're packing your food around a Tupperware and you're warming it up in a microwave. Yep. Like it's yep. leaching yep. out xenoestrogens like think about stuff like that so i know these days i i drink out of a stainless shaker for the most part you know the hard plastics aren't as bad but i I think if someone can get away from plastic in general and if you have glass uh tupperware that you can tote around with you i just i think you know a lot of people think we're being hippie-ish and kind of extreme but when you start to look at some of this shit I mean, man, that can, that can add up. I mean, just look how much fatter people are in general. I mean, we've got yep. teenagers with gyno and shit like yep. that right now. Like that's fucking high estrogen.
1: Yep. It is. Yeah. one hundred percent. So You know, to me, that's, it's not helping us in the physique world. And then we go add all this stress into the bodies. And so it's, it's, you know, it's a one, two punch really. And, um, you know, people can work to lessen, you know, those things. I mean, like you said, you know, drink out of different bottles, um, you know, just different things you can do. You can change your, your cleaners and your, your deodorants and all these different things. If you think you might be more prone to that, but I just think that as a society, as a whole, we are bombarded by that way more. And that's caused some of these issues.
0: I do as well. And Jason, I want to shift this back to the assisted side and talk a little bit about, um, from the standpoint of these people listening to the show. So I know that there's a lot of people out here who have done way too much. Like they've used way too much testosterone and and I don't know what way too much is, but I know a lot of people that are using a fucking gram or two a week because they think that's going to help them look like Branch Warren. But how much do you see when it comes to people using too much instead of, you know, when people start out and they could use, you know, 300 a week, for example, or 250 a week and get a ton of benefit from it. It's not like we're trying to help people understand where to start. That's not what we're saying, but how many people have we seen start at 750 and they've done it for fucking 20 weeks and then they come off and they feel so shitty because they're coming off from a high dose and they're losing size and they're, you know, a lot of that's water too, but they're losing bloat and size and strength and they don't give it long enough to let their natural testosterone levels come back up and then they turn around, they panic and they go right back on cycle. How many people do you see get caught up into that?
1: Well, you know, you see it a lot and here's, the, here's the deal. I mean, on the assisted side, you got to look at goals too. I mean, if someone's got good genetics and they want to make it to the national stage fast, well, I, you know, PCT, it's not really where it's at. I, I'm sorry. Like you're yo-yoing the fuck out of your hormones. You just went on 750. So 750 times five is about where that's going to put your numbers per, per week. Was so what is that? 3,500 nanogram per deciliter. That's that's a high ass testosterone score when one thousand is the top of you know of uh, clinically normal.
0: And And so, you know, explain real quick if if you don't mind, explain why why you took that times five. I don't think a lot of people, I don't think they understand when they just an an an
1: average of 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 reading people's blood works, and you know, it's one of those things. It's an average of looking at, let's say we looked at a thousand people's blood works who took 500 MIGs. Most of them are going to be around 2000 to 2,500, uh, when they score. So you can, when they, um, when they, um, get their labs. So, you know, you can kind of just average it out and say, whatever dose you take, multiply that by five. And that's going to be typically where your, your test score is going to lie. Does that make sense? Okay. Yep. Yep. I just I know our listeners. So I was wondering. Yeah. So you know you got someone coming off of that 750, and then you know if they're not that gifted, they probably shouldn't have been on that much anyways. But if they're trying to make a run at this, at that point, honestly, if you're going to stay on that for 20 weeks, trying to get your testosterone back, it's just as detrimental as not. So a lot of guys go on HRT then, and and, and we just call it blasting and cruising. And so you stay on 200 milligrams and uh, maybe run some HCG at that time to send signals. If you still want kids, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, it kind of depends on what your goals are and where you're going. If you are one of those guys that want to come off, that's fine. And, and you know, that's what you should do. Uh, But once you get past a certain age is my point, you're doing more harm than good. So if you're going to run your cycle, you might as well then just come down to TRT because you're never going to get it all back and having low t is bad as well so you know it kind of depends how old someone is and if someone isn't that old well maybe they shouldn't be taking you know hormones until they're 25 26 i was 34 i competed in npc natural up till then and i was winning pretty much every time i stepped in a show um my class i'm not saying i was winning overalls i was tiny you know but i wasn't losing often so um, you know, it just depends where someone's at, John. I mean, you know, you got guys who are 22 who want to make a big run and well, you know, you tell them, look, when you come down, you know, we can, we can, we can run a bridge, we can run 100 MIGs, get some ACG in there. Um, but yeah, like if you just come right off from that, you're going to feel awful. And PCT is only going to take you so far. And PCT for people who just don't know, it just means post-cycle therapy. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a mixture of, of a few compounds to try to get your body back online. Um, and it works to some extent while it's in, but a lot of times once you pull it, you plummet. And so, you know, anyone who plays the game, they have to decide what direction they want to go. Are they going to, are they going to use a few cycles and then stay on HRT or are they going to try to recover each time and just deal with the extra fat gain, uh, feeling really sluggish, maybe your dick not working great. I mean, all these things are possible. So really, people really need to decide what they want to do. And at 22, I just don't think people, 22, 25, I just don't think they're ready to make those long-term decisions. But but guys do it all the time.
0: No, I, I, I agree 100%. So um, I do want to start to shift down now. So I, I think we've kind of covered everybody unless you can think of some situation that we're leaving out. But I know that we have listeners on the show that are like thinking, all right, I've never had my blood work done, or, hey, it's been a while. I need to go in and get this checked. So, guys, you've heard all the symptoms. You've heard the scenarios. you heard the people that we feel are highest at risk to have low testosterone levels and kind of what some of the the issues are and why you need to go get that fixed. Jason, whenever somebody goes in to request blood work for testosterone levels, um, let's talk about – I'll just shift it over to you. Let's talk about what they need to – Request. That way, they can, if you're listening, you can write this down or you can go back and save this at some point. But this is what you need to ask your doctor for once you get this tested.
1: Okay. So, for men, at bare minimum, like if I'm doing this, I mean, I want to know how healthy they are as a whole. So, I'm going to ask for more shit than just has to do with testosterone. So, I'm going to get a full CBC. I'm going to get fasted glucose. I'm going to get fasted insulin. I'll probably get ferritin. I'm going to get free T3, free T4, TSH, um, reverse T3. I'm going to make sure the thyroid's good. We're going to do TPO antibodies for any immunity issue. Then when we get to the hormones, I'm going to want to see their free test and their total test. I'm going to want to see their estrogen. How is that doing? You know, if they're already high estrogen, we know they're going to need more Remadex, which we, you know, that's an anti-estrogen, which we can talk about in a minute. Progesterone is not really that big of a deal for men. Um, I might even want to see their cortisol to see if they're in stuck in a stress state. Like, why would they potentially have low test? Uh CRP is a nice inflammation marker test. So I'm gonna get more than just your typical free test, total test, and estrogen, which you know, some docs may just run those to see where they're at, but I'm gonna get a full look into this person because some people might say, Well, I don't want to go on TRT right away. And then I at least have all the data I need to be like, oh, well, maybe there's a little inflammation. Oh, maybe cortisol is high oh, you're low iron, you're anemic, all these different things that I could fix to get us in the most healthy state body possible to try to bump their testosterone. Now, if I'm looking at a woman, nine out of 10, most of my women who come to me, uh, it's a stress-induced uh, metabolic resistance type state, and that's why their hormones are, are fucked. And so I'm going to get, again, CBC, um, glucose, fasted glucose, fasted insulin. I'm going to get all the same um, thyroid numbers. And then for women, I'm going to get free test, total test, estrogen, progesterone, cortisol. I also like to see androstenedione in case I've got a woman who's androgen dominant. I like DHEA. We can get DHEA for men too. But I I cover DHEA and androstenedione in case someone's androgen dominant. and I might be dealing with the PCOS case. Uh, So I'm going to get more info than just the hormones because you know, if someone says, fix me without HRT, well, I have to have the full picture and I don't want to send them back for blood work.
0: Right. Yeah. Because I mean, there's, you have your whole system that use natural supplementation yes, and diet and the whole nine yards to kind of get Correct. them up and back online. So when, yep. whenever you say fix them, that's exactly what that's what this whole podcast is really going to start to revolve around is how to help people understand that they have these problems and here's the steps that you can take. To kind of get that fixed, I do have a couple of questions here that were written down. Um, people sent these in to me, uh, literally right after I made the post that I made today that I got my blood work. One of these questions, I think this is a good one for people that don't know: what's the difference on blood work from what? What's the difference between estradiol and estrogen, or is it the same thing?
1: No, they're different. You've got um, you've got estradiol, estrogen. You've got estro. Is there estrodiol-2? There's, there's, there's three estrogens. Yeah, it's um, confusing as fuck
0: for a lot of people. Yeah,
1: there's three estrogens. I usually look at estradiol or um, estrogen itself. I don't look at the other two, so I'm not as schooled on it. Um, but, uh, you know, generally speaking, I'll run a Dutch test, and that— will have estradiol on it, um, and I'll just use that number um, to use it. If I get blood work, I usually just ask for estrogen, and I'll just read the ranges and, uh, you know, work, work on to get someone back into, like, kind of a middle of the road for estrogen, um, yeah. either, either, either sex. Um, estrogen, you need some to um, burn body fat. You, you don't want it tanked, um, actually. So sometimes when I have women who are struggling to lose fat, and their estrogen's tanked, it's a matter of just getting them a little progesterone in their body so it can flow down to estrogen and getting that estrogen back up. But I can use either number to kind of calibrate the body.
0: Yeah. So that was, that was a good question because that can get confusing. Um, but you should, you should have everything on your blood work as long as you request all of that and get that back. Um, I do want to skip down to, let me see here. People want to know where to go. So, like, if if they don't have insurance and they don't have a doctor, yep. well, first of all, try and find a good doctor that's going to play ball. And by the way, that can take quite a while. Trust me, I went through that with cholesterol levels, just trying to get a doctor that understood what the fuck to do besides just give me a statin. So sometimes yep. it's hard to find a good doctor. So be patient. But if you need to get your blood work done now, don't wait. There are places you can go. I have this place here in Springfield called Any Lab Test Now, and we I can have that go too. in right yeah you can go in right there. you can use a uh, lab core like a lot of doctors. If you have a doctor that's that's out of state, someone that you know, he can send you in to get blood work done at different places. But any lab test now you just walk in and you tell them what you want. and as long as you go in there with a list, they can kind of put together any kind of tests that you want and that's what I've been doing here on my own every twelve weeks. And unless I need to make a a visit to my doctor. That place is
1: great, but they don't exist in many states, unfortunately. So I have to use a couple different places. I use private MD labs. I have had them make a profile for me. It has everything I need. It's not cheap. Uh, It's about 400 bucks, um, but it is what it is. Um, You can also go to nutritiondynamic.com. And Vince has on there Dutch tests. He has four-point cortisol tests. He has ZRT thyroid tests, and all those are taken uh, in the privacy of your home. So they're mailed out, and um, if it requires blood, it's just a little pin prick. You put it on a on a on a piece of paper. If it's uh, the Dutch, you're actually using saliva, um, and that's more accurate for hormones. So there are options um, to getting this done if your doctor's not willing to play ball. And listen, like if you're here's the thing it's your body. It cracks me up when a doctor goes in and my clients have a list of what they want to see. And they're like, you don't need that. You're too young. You don't need that. And it's like, listen, motherfucker, this is my body. I'm willing to pay. You are here to serve me. If you don't want to do it, then I'll find another doctor. But people would just be like, okay, that's fine. No, like you move on. I have a, I, I go to a PA. She's awesome. Uh, she doesn't have an ego; she knows that I know my shit. We sit and banter back and forth all the time about different stuff, and she's not trying to push statins on me, even though my h d l isn't great. She understands my point of view on cholesterol, which I explained on this podcast. She highly agrees with me um so you know it might take a minute, but I've found really good luck with a uh, physician's assistance.
0: yeah um it's man i've just had a hard time. I had to actually go out of state, but you know, for the most part, you know, if if you're on a budget, guys, we know that some of you just, you don't have a ton of money and you're on a budget, at least just go to one of these walk-in clinics and just get your test, your free test, DHEA and estrogen and things of that nature, and just get it done there. It's really not that much. I think I paid like, $300 Three hundred dollars at this one here local, if I remember, it was like three hundred two or something like that. And I got it back the next day, and it was all broken down. And I got a little bit of extra on there, obviously, than the ones I just I got PSA done because I do that every year for prostate. So yeah. I mean, you know, you can you can get as little or as much as you need to but if you're looking at testosterone levels. You know what I mean? It's don't don't hesitate because you don't have the money. You can go in and get it done just for a few hundred bucks, really, a couple hundred bucks probably. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. Let's let's talk about one more thing, and then let's talk about how to fix low testosterone. Obviously, outside of of HRT, I know there are people out here listening, like, "Nah, fuck this." Like, I'm not even worried about it, but they're feeling the symptoms. What are some of the things that? I mean, this we don't have to spend a lot of time on this, but if someone just leaves this unchecked and you have low testosterone, not only do you have to worry about things like breast cancer, of you know, with having high estrogen, low testosterone, being estrogen dominant. It's also linked to cardiovascular risk disease, low testosterone is as well. But something else a lot of people don't realize is I've seen more marriages and breakups when the opposite person, and unfortunately, ladies, a lot of this, we, I see it more with the ladies, they yep. have no sex drive, their whole yep. life suffers, they're not motivated. And listen, men already have a higher sex drive than women anyway, for the most part. We just have more testosterone. So ladies, this can really, really affect either your marriage or your relationship and your whole yep. life. Do not, do not be too proud to go get this stuff checked out. And by the way, I'm talking to you if you're natural, because I have a lot of people that I know, good friends, females that need this desperately, and they will not do it because they're afraid they can't quote unquote compete in the natural organizations anymore. Listen, I don't, I tell them all, I don't give a fuck. I think you're being a fool because 100%. you're gonna let this damage damage home life, your quality of life. And listen, this is bodybuilding. Low testosterone is not bodybuilding. That's body wasting. So you really, yeah, no, really I mean, need The to whole the
1: whole endeavor is driven by hormones. The whole endeavor. I mean, you can train your butt off, and if your hormone profile is is tanked, you're not getting anywhere. Like, that's just the definition of sanity to me. Uh f- fuck where you compete. I mean, you only get on stage once twice maybe a year if if that you got 363 other days of the year that you need to be feeling good and on your game so you know this is a problem like uh a low thyroid would be a problem or or you know a a myriad of other things it's nothing to be ashamed of and it should be taken care of so that you can live life in a proper way you know um but you know if someone doesn't want to do it i have you know ways that i try to bump it and get it as, as you know as best as we can ahead and talk about um, but, that
0: um that, that's next go ahead and dive into that if you would
1: well so okay um let me see how i can do this most concisely possible so if someone is low in testosterone let's start with a female um the way that i start to 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 tackle this uh, if they want to do it naturally is to get their period back okay a period means a healthy vital woman okay and so I know they, uh, you know, I'm a man and I'm sitting here telling you, you know, you need to be doing this or whatnot. Good night, buddy. I love you. And, you know, but it, it just is. And so if I can start there, a lot of it will trickle down. So what I do is I try to get their stress down, right? Like, ladies, like, back off your training. If you're training five days a week, drop it to three. Go do a restorative yoga once or twice a week. You're not going to get fat. Eat right. Um, you know, and so we got to get that stress down. We got to work on any stresses in their life. You know, like if you're one, if you're one of those people who get up every morning and you only save yourself 20 minutes to get ready because you just got to have an extra 20 minutes of sleep, we'll go to bed earlier. That is immediately starting you out in the sympathetic dominant state to get out of bed and rush around like a fool. So there's all these different things that people can do to start pulling the stress down. That's the start. Then what I normally do is I give them some cordies. That's going to help pull that cortisol down. That is robbing from that progesterone. And when that progesterone is robbed, that's when you stop ovulating. That's when you stop having a period. When that progesterone is robbed, it can't trickle down to estrogen, and it can't trickle down to testosterone. So I got to get the cortisol down by getting stress down, feeding them up, and I got to get that progesterone now jump started. And we use something called chaseberry very mild. I do maybe 250 milligrams, uh, four days a week, four, four day, four times a day. I'm sorry. And we just wait for the period to start. We're raising food. A lot of times it's going to be a higher fat diet, moderate carb, lower protein, because usually there's digestion issues too. And so I don't want to bombard with too much protein. And as I'm getting that progesterone, what happens is that trickles down into estrogen. Now estrogen is going to boost and we get a testosterone spike as well. But I'm going to go ahead and use something called B-Vital. It works really well with women. Um, and that's from um, – hold on a second. That supplement company is Biotics Research. Sorry about that. I was having a brain fart. And so I'll use like maybe three or four of those a day with boron because the B-Vital will spike total test. But you also want to get your free test up. That's the usable that you can recover with. And boron is an amazing mineral for that, nine milligrams for women a day. Super so it's cheap. B-Vital. Yeah, it's cheap. So you got your B-Vital, you got your boron, and you've got your progesterone coming in from Berry that will trickle down into estrogen. And to keep all this moving through, I hit on with Estracort. Estracort is going to make sure two things happen. Any buildup of estrogen will flow out of the liver, okay? So it's keeping estrogen in a nice area that we want it, but it won't build up from the progesterone being bumped. And with uh, the chrysin in there, that's going to allow testosterone to come up even more, okay? Because that's going to block conversion. So then what I'm going to do is in 10 weeks, I'm going to run more labs. If the testosterone is getting too high, I might switch them to DIM because I don't want that chrysin in the cord anymore. I just want the estrogen metabolism, but I don't no longer need to block uh, the conversion because testosterone is going too high. So really, it's a couple supplements along with. Basically backing off everything and just de-stressing your life. But if you're in this, and most of the time they get to me, most of these people have already suffered for a year, two years, three years. they bounced around coaches thinking, oh, if I just get fed up, this is going to work. And so they're in a position where the body isn't going to start on its own, okay, without any bump, without the supplements. It's just not. The time for that passed, If you can catch someone right off of their show and do it right, you have a much better chance of getting them before they need the supplement aspect of this and all that. But unfortunately a lot of the coaches just, Oh yeah, you can keep training five or six days a week. And you know, then the the competitor didn't get their client calories up, right? You've got this shit storm. And then once it's two or three years down the road, it's a whole program that I got to run. And, um, but I gave you the nuts and bolts there to kind of get the test up for women for men. Go ahead.
0: No, I was just going to say, I, I do a lot of the same thing. Um, and I was just going to go into men. It, um, the only difference is really for me is I'll use some deaspartic acid, three grams mm-hmm. of that a day. And I, you know, over the years I've seen some blood work. I've seen guys get up, you know, add 400 points to their total test. And I've also seen the point to where it didn't really budget a lot. I I think everybody responds a little bit different because it kind of boosts LH to help ultimately get testosterone levels up a little bit. Correct. But you know, I've also noticed it, you know, maybe it depends on where you get it. You know, not all supplement companies are making their shit with the best raws out there available. So it's one of those things where if you're going to use the aspartic acid, you probably need to use something good. Like, um, True nutrition and places like that. I, I, you know, even though I'm not with First Form, they make a decent test booster that has the aspartic acid in it. Mm-hmm. But that's been one that's 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 what I used. That's what I used to get mine from 190 to 390. Um, right. But still, it still wasn't that much. And then I'm just a huge believer in DIM. DIM to help rid your body of a little bit of the estrogen and free up testosterone. Um, I'm just a big believer in that year round for everybody. But a lot of times when people come to me, they haven't been taking either one of those. So I've seen some success with that. But to go back, I, I, if people are just tuning in on this episode and everything Jason just said about de-stressing, if you haven't listened to episode two on cortisol, guys, that's where we go into a deep dive on cortisol. And Jason, I, I agree or disagree. Cortisol to me is the number one thing that could be for natural people could be driving their levels down.
1: Yes, 100%. But, I mean, obviously, cortisol and stress go hand in hand. But, yes, that is starting the cascade right there because everyone has to understand. To make cortisol, you use your progesterone. And progesterone is so vital in women. And so that's why we see more of these problems in women than men. 100%.
0: So is there anything else that you do different for men, I, I know you've well, talked about so you well. use
1: DIM, but I'm going to use my EstroCort. and the reason is it has 200 megs of DIM in it, but it also has Chrysin, and so that's uh, basically an aromatase inhibitor. And so, you know, if someone's trying to get their test up, um, I I do want I do want estrogen metabolism, so DIM is good, but I also want to block any aromatase uh, from happening because I don't want test. You know, when I'm giving them, I give them B vital uh, still um, with men as well and boron and, you know, deaspartic de- acid works great, but diaspartic de- acid is known to convert to estrogen. So I'm going to want to use Estrocort in that case, if I'm using diaspartic de- acid, because that chrysin is going to work as a natural aremidex or, you know, again, an aromatized inhibitor and prevent that diaspartic de- acid from bumping up estrogen as well. So that would be my, that's where I differ a little bit. I use our Estricort. Uh I don't have a problem with deaspartic acid. It's great for bumping luteinizing hormone and luteinizing hormone has to get going uh, to produce testosterone. So I, I do like that addition. Um, again, with men, if they have it, I'm going to block the cortisol again. So I am going to use Cordes, uh to get that cortisol back down. DHEA is a nice addition in men. Um, I sometimes caution in women because if you don't watch the labs, you could put them into an androgen dominant position, uh, which then could kick off, you know, high glucose and all those different things. So I'm not saying I don't use it with women, I just know I make sure that there's going to be a lab follow up in 10 weeks. But with men, I'm not as worried. So I can use the DHEA, uh, diaspartic acid, B vital and the boron, rest them up a little bit, feed them up higher fats. And usually, I get a pretty damn good response, as long as They're not seeking me out two or three years later after their test has been 150, you know, nanogram per deciliter for freaking three years. You know, I mean, once that shit gets so dormant for so long, it's only so much you can do with natural supplementation.
0: Yeah. And that's usually leads to the next part of this. We're going to kind of wrap this up and put a bow on it. Um, you know, it leads to HRT for those people yes. that, that qualify for it. So let's talk a little bit about, obviously you've got, most people will elect for the cream because they just don't want to do injections. I don't give a shit. I've had so much shit injected in my body. I have anthrax in my body from when I was in the army. Like oh I don't give a shit to give myself an injection once a week because if I had to give myself cream every fucking day, I'd be, nah, I'd be frigating. I, I hate the fucking the
1: cream. I hate it. Well, I, I think and- go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, it's one of those things like you need to do it after you shot. Like there's ways that people can get instructions. If you don't want to, you know, pin yourself, that's fine, but you don't get hundred percent absorption from it. And mm-hmm. I know it has to be dosed to try and get you that way. It, you know, if it's dosed too high, a lot of docs want you just to keep running what you are and just do it every other day, but it clears after a day. So then your levels, I just am not a fan of the cream. I would rather just yep. see an injection once a week. You know, if you're off a day and you're supposed to do it on Wednesday, do it on Thursday the next day. It's not a big deal. Most people won't forget, but the daily stuff I've seen people struggle with.
1: I'm a big believer, though, in HRT should be spread out. Like, you can do it once a week, your 200 migs, but you're going to need a Remedex because you're going to spike the hell out of yourself for a day or two, and that means estrogen is going to come up as well, and a lot of guys are going to need ADEX more. Whereas if they would spread it out over two to three injections, they might be able to get away with something like my estracort, where they take two or three of those a day, and that will control uh, the aromatase um, and it, it'll keep it from converting over to estrogen. Because you, you can take tests. and I had a guy contact me. He's not a client, but he's like, man, I'm on uh, I'm on how do you put it? Uh, I take one milliliter of my test two times a week. Well, basically, he's he's doing 200 migs, and he said my test was still 253. And I'm like, okay, either you're getting it, the compound pharmacy is literally fake, or I was like, you're converting ninety percent of that to estrogen. Has your doctor reran your labs and looked at estrogen? No. Does he have you on AdeX? No. I'm like, all right. So you've got a problem. You're converting, you know. And so um, I've seen doctors give two hundred migs per week and not give their clients uh, a to control the the conversion. Um, so that's a problem. Like that doctor doesn't fully understand, uh, what's going on inside that person's body. Um, so I like to spread it out at least in two doses, like a Monday, Thursday, where you hit hundred migs each time. If you're a man, if you're a woman woman injection should never be higher than 16 migs to 20 megs a week. So that would be like eight to 10 megs on Monday and eight to 10 migs on Thursday. And that's such a light dose. They can use a slim pin and just put that under the skin. That doesn't even have to be right. ejected into the muscle.
0: Yeah. And and I think a lot of women that are contemplating this, I don't think that they, they understand. It's not like you're using a fucking horse needle. You can use an insulin syringe for a lot of this stuff under the skin right. where, you know, you when when you actually, it. Yeah, you can barely feel it. Where you know you and I are are having to use like a twenty-five or twenty-seven yeah. gauge needle, you know, inch, inch and a half, whatever. Right. You know, it's right. not the most pleasant thing in the world, but it just is what it is. Like it's, it's right. nothing right. is more unpleasant than being on than having low testosterone. I can Correct. assure you guys that. And, and also, you know, women.
1: Go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, let's also touch on um, the pellet because I know a lot of people consider that a, a form of hrt don't and do it tell you guys nope i can tell you right don't now that most women it, 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 and i see this in women I, i've never heard a guy come to me and talk about using the pellet but most women they burn through it at around week eight or nine yeah the pellets in for like 12 weeks so then you've got this three or four week period where you're super super low and, and guess what's know, happening just, to estrogen Probably fucking dominant as hell.
1: It's dominant, yeah. Because when test be goes old. low, especially from a high position to low, they're inversely related.
0: Yeah, not good. I mean, no. not not good at all. Plus, no, you're you know, yo-yoing the like, fuck out of your right? body.
1: That's why I hate the pellets. I hate them. And when you first put them in, it's a skyrocket of hormones. I I'm not a fan. And then half I've heard I've had women and even men say they fall out. Um, yeah. I, no way. No here's, way would I do pallets. Here, Here's
0: the other thing I want to touch on and give a little a little advice for people to at least get feedback to their doctor. I've had clients that are taking injections every two weeks and it's, you know, it's, sick. it's terrible. And I'm like, why is your doctor doing that? Or every 10 days or every 14 days instead of breaking it down into shorter doses for a better blood level what what would you say to those people that they need to go talk to their doctor
1: i would say go talk to your doctor or don't up the dose just spread it out yourself like what's it matter i mean if they're letting you have 150 migs over 10 days just break it up over 10 days but hit it you know two or three times in that window so that you're getting it's keeping your blood levels more stable and when you keep your blood levels more stable you don't have as much conversion to estrogen And you don't want it to convert to estrogen because now you're wasting what you're putting in your body, especially if you're a man. Women, sometimes I do want it to trickle into estrogen because they're low in that too. And one of the ways I fix that, if if we've determined that a woman just, you know, like, let's say we got a woman in menopause. Well, if you look at their, you know, the ovaries are dried up, you know, they have low estrogen, low progesterone, low test. I will start them with just the test and let that convert over. So no chrysine. I will use DIM, so it's flowing out, but let that convert some into estrogen. Now they have estrogen up and testosterone up. It works really nicely, but in men, you really don't want it to convert too hard. Um, so you know you've got to watch those things, and you can control that by keeping the doses more level.
0: Yeah, and it can, it can be really bad for females too, by the way. So I, I've i got this. I'm going to be real careful here because I know she's listening. I'll probably butcher the numbers, but I'm pretty close on this. The doctor had her taking 40 MIGs every every 14 days. And I, I was mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? Why are they doing that? So then when she went in and get her blood work done, it was done at a point where the test was really high. So she was at like, I mean, it was really, really high. Uh, well four times five
1: could day. be 200, 250, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it was
0: closer to five. So, it so she's was, a responder.
1: It was, she's a responder then because 40 right. times five would put you at 200. So she's doubling that. So she's a, she's a 10 timeser, and, and that's, you know, there are people that are just responders.
0: Yeah. So what, what happened is, you know, I just, I talked to her and I was like, Hey, talk to your doctor. Cause I'm not going to tell someone how to alter their shit, but I'm going to make a suggestion. It's like, you might be much better to just cut that in half and at least move to once a week instead of once every two weeks and do 20 a week, it's still that, what do they care? You know, it's, you're still I mean, getting 40, but
1: yeah, I get where you're toe in the line, but I mean, honestly, if the doctor was dumb enough to put them on that, they obviously don't understand how this shit works. So I'm just going to be like, look, just let's split your doses. I'm not telling you to take more. I'm just telling you, we're going to split this and here's how we're going to do it. I'm just yeah. a little more laissez-faire, I guess with that, because I just don't think these doctors listen, but I get where you're at by saying, Hey, go clear it with your doctor. And and that's fine. Um, You know, yeah, and sometimes it's nice to
0: just include the doctor. That way they continue to play ball instead of just going in. <laughs> sometimes it's nice to massage instead of hit with a sledgehammer. Well, they're same. never going to
1: know. They're never going to know. They're just going to see the blood works way more better. <laughs> I mean, they're right. not going to know that you've taken the 150 and divided it over three days. You know what I mean? There, there's no way they're going to know that. Um, yeah. Again, it's just difference of opinion. It's just how I do it.
0: Um, let's talk about one more thing. What can people expect? Um, let's talk about... You know, if someone goes on HRT, how, how, when should they go get retested? Now, obviously a doctor is going to ask them, but if it's someone that's wanting to check their own levels themselves, like how, how long after HRT should you go get checked? I know my doctor asked me to go about eight weeks. Um, I got really busy. I had the summit, I had all that stuff going on. I, I got mine around 12 but i knew at 150 a week i knew i wasn't having any issues because i mean that's that's pretty standard lower hrt dose mine came back and i was you know 650 or whatever so i waited 12 weeks but what do you recommend for people if they're doing it, if they're trying to monitor their blood work themselves, how long after starting an HRT? So
1: I think if you're just starting out, you know, like you said, eight, eight weeks is probably, you know, what a lot of doctors are going to want to see. But then once you get going and you've got the program down, a lot of them just do it every six months. And that's fine. I mean, you're just on, you're just on HRT again, all this is doing is aiming to put you at a high normal range so that you're optimized. That's it. You're not clinically high. And if you are clinically high, a lot of times they will adjust it back, you know, like if you're a higher responder. Um, But, you know, um, I I think that, you know, once you get your program down every six months is, is fine. um, Especially if money's a concern, but early on, like you said, eight weeks, I mean, it's going to hit within eight weeks. So you're going to know where you're at.
0: Yeah, and I I noticed too, so a lot of people, you're especially going to notice some pretty rapid muscle gain, and I want to go back and reemphasize, you know what, I think when I post on social, I may actually use my before and after picture as the picture for the podcast, just because it was so pronounced, Um, people can see that it literally looks like I took a really huge cycle, is what that looks like, but what people don't understand is when you go on HRT, now, all of a sudden, like I talked about at the beginning of the podcast, you're not putting on new muscle. You were, you were losing muscle. I guarantee it. If your test was really low for a long time, all I did was put back on all that lost muscle that comes back super fast that I had built over the last 10 years. And I had lost for, you know, who, knew, who knows how long. So it's pretty rapid. The muscle gain.
1: That but you, you will see. gain. I mean, I gain muscle. Oh, yeah, it.
0: yeah. But I'm uh, a
1: fairly good responder. My numbers came back at 1,500 on just 200. But again, I'm taking boron. I'm taking L. I'm taking injectable L-carnitine, which we know makes performance enhancers work better. So I'm getting a lot out of 200. Um, And so I, I do think you can still grow on it. I just don't want our listeners to think you can't. What John's saying is just at first, if you spend a long time, with your hormones down, your first gains are just basically getting back what you had from when you did have a good
0: hormone profile. Yeah. And you know what? It feels really fucking good to go in and
1: train (laughs) and be able to, freaking. you you get a pump, you can actually feel your muscles. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's bodybuilding.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and and to put on that, all that muscle fast, it's nice. Um, I will, I will warn people if, if you, um, if you have a nor- so to me, testosterone just kind of amplifies everything about what you are. You know, you hear people talking about roid rage. Well, you don't get roid rage, but if you're an asshole and your testosterone does get in the upper ranges, you're you might be more of an asshole. But for me, it's sex drive. So if if you already have a decent sex drive and then you get HRT in there, it's going to make you feel like you're <laughs> young again. Your sex drive is going yeah. to be really fucking high. So just be ready for that. I noticed that mine spiked and went up for about eight weeks and then it kind of started to just kind of come back down or maybe I just got used to it. I don't know. Maybe part of it was mental, but sex drive will be really, really high. So that to me, is something to expect. What other, what other, you know, these aren't side effects, but what other things can people watch out for and feel that I leave anything out?
1: Well, I mean, you know, let's be honest you're going to get a better response in the gym right i mean we kind of just alluded to that your pumps are going to be better and you're going to be more aggressive and you're going to be stronger i mean you know testosterone does give more aggression and you got to just be able to harness it in the right way um and you know that's the gym is a great way to take it out so you're going to get stronger faster but you're also going to recover faster so you're going to be able to train more often you're going to to train harder you're going to notice you're not as sore as often you know, I train legs and they're maybe sore for a day and I'm good. You know, I have friends who are my age and they train legs and, and they're like, man, mine are still sore seven days later. So, you know, those things you're going to notice. Um, like you said, sex drive is going to be naturally higher. Um, so, you know, some guys have to watch out for that and not make stupid decisions. <laughs> um, yeah. But women too. I mean, if they're taking that 16-mig to 20-mig a week, I mean, they're. They're gonna they're gonna feel it too, just like when they were younger. So, um, and then but there are some things you do need to watch for negatives. Um, you know, if you're prone to um, thicker blood, uh, the way to watch that is the hematocrit. Um, this basically tells you how thick and viscous your blood is, and you want that under fifty. And um, I've seen plenty of guys have high hematocrit from the the dose you're on, one hundred fifty or even hundred a week. And so if you're prone to that, you need to go donate blood every 12 weeks that they'll allow you. And that usually drops mine. Like mine's never too bad. I think the highest I've seen mine is 51. And I gave blood. And the next day I went and gave labs. And I was down to like 45. So what is that, six points? And 45, it's really good. Same thing. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to just watch that and be smart. You know, that's one of the things you need to look at your labs. And then, you know, keep a tab on your blood pressure. Um, because again, uh, if you are more prone to a little bit thicker blood, uh, that means your heart's got to work harder and therefore your blood pressure might, you know, go up 10 points or so. And, you know, so you might have to, you know, do something there, um, to combat that. But generally speaking on 150 megs to 200 megs a week, you're not really going to get any nasty sides at all. And your blood work all mostly should be in range. I mean, if you're prone to a little cholesterol issues, you might have to do some boosting there or something um but generally speaking um the sides just really aren't that high cuz all you're trying to do is put yourself high normal yeah
0: 100 percent so to me the benefits far far outweigh any oh the, 100% any the, yeah far 100%. far and outweigh then,
1: them. you know i do want to for people who are on hrt now um for people who are considering it uh you know the few of the strategies that i do to make mine go further um, I do the injectable L-carnitine, 600 mg a day. Um, this does increase the androgen receptor sensitivity. So, therefore, you are going to get more out of that 200. I really feel like it feels more about like 500. Um, and believe me, you can grow at 500. Um, that's not what I'm taking. But just looking at my labs, I'm taking 200 milligrams, and I'm up to 1,500 So 2 times 5 should have put me at 1,000. So I'm almost like 2 times – I'm over 2 times 7, 200 times 7 at 1,500. So I'm getting a response more like one of the genetic elite rather than a genetic average. And so L-carnitine does that for you. It evens the playing field with genetic freaks. Boron is going to increase my freak testosterone. Whereas taking the 200 is going to bump the total. Now I'm taking the boron to get more out of my free and the usable. Um, One other supplement I do add is called Abolic. It's by a company that Dante Trudell owns called the lab supplements. Um, It's not banned in any orgs, but again, um, it works really nice just with L-carn alone, but you add that with the um, in and out with your uh, HRT and you're going to be able to get some nice, some nice gains while you're doing this in a nice healthy manner uh, approach.
0: Yeah, I agree hundred percent. I know that my, my free test was definitely really, really low. And especially in comparison, like you can do a percentage of free test to total test and the percentage mm-hmm. was low and my free test was low. But since having the L-carn in, and the boron and Dem, those are those are I take those every single day. Mine's yep. definitely got back up. So on the range for mine is like four point one to twenty three on free test, yep. um, and I'm at almost eighteen. So that's yep. that's starting yep. to get in the in the upper ranges. You know, I'd like to maybe get a little higher, but that's yep. that's probably why I'm getting so much out of hundred and fifty a week. Correct. Is because my free test, I, I your free test is
1: year. looking is is almost at a high high normal. Yeah. So that is going to you're going to get more out of the 150 than the average 150 user. Yeah. So
0: to Jason to wrap this up, I want I'll, I'll go ahead and kick this off and then I'll let you kind of wrap it up. Think about what you want to say to any assisted athletes out here who are thinking about HRT or anything like that. Any anything you want to say to them? I I want to speak to the natural athletes out there that are really really worried about what other people here's here's what I get. I get a lot of people worried about what other people are going to think of them especially if they have to go compete in the MPC because they've been quote unquote natural for life. And I get that guys, you've got to put your health first. I do not give a shit about what anyone else thinks of you, because if someone judges you, because you have to go on something that was created to fix a problem, this is a medication that's created to fix a problem. They wouldn't give you a hard time for anything. Listen, if you got thyroid medication It's it's, to me, it's no different. This is created for just this situation. Do not worry about stepping on a natural stage or not being able to anymore, because if those people are judging you, they're not worth having around anyway. So please, please, please at least talk to your doctor. Take this information that we put out there. That's what we're trying to do, guys. We're trying to give you information so you can just take it and learn from it, because Jason, I wish I had this years ago. I wish I had mm-hmm. a podcast like this with guys who just didn't give a fuck what anybody thought and they just put out information like, "Here you go guys. I hope this helps you be feel free to yep. use it."
1: 100%. What
0: what what do you want to say to anyone out there who's who's assisted or who's worried about this or anything from that side of the coin?
1: Well, you know, I think there's not as much taboo um you know, once someone's already crossed that line and they're assisted I think most of the guys understand that, look, they have, they have two options. They can PCT and, you know, that's going to yo-yo the shit out of their hormones and they can try to get it back and see how it goes. And, you know, if someone's under 25, that's what they should do. They should, they should get on their HCG. They should send signals because if they want a family, they're going to have a better chance by sending the signals and coming off for 8 to 12 weeks. If you're past 30, my opinion – HRT when you're not when you're not cycling um I just don't think living life once you've already kind of you know blown your wad and you're in your 20s with cycles you're not going to get it completely back and if you're running under 400 you might as well do a TRT so you're in a nice healthy range and yo-yo and your hormones is just as bad um as you know as, as coming off in my opinion so I would I would I would tell people that if you're gonna if you're gonna play the game and you're over thirty, you're probably your best bet is to is to, you know, use your HRT. Try to maximize your gains on your HRT. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna have a lot longer um, career in bodybuilding, you know, um, and spend more time in that area so that when they do finally have a cycle, they get a really good response. A lot of guys will, you know, say they're on HRT, but they're running five hundred milligrams a test. If they would actually, you know, take some of my strategies with the carn and the like, and maybe even the SARM and drop down to 200 megs of test and let those receptors open up a bit. And then, you know, after four months, hit a cycle, they're going to actually probably grow better because their body's less toxic and everything of that nature. So, you know, they've got two choices, you know, and it's just what's right for you. Um, and, and you got to make a decision then. So, yeah, that's guys, my.
0: I know there there are guys and girls out there who who are cycling, who don't even take they don't even get blood work done. they quote unquote, "I feel good bro, but listen,
1: yeah. that can
0: be one of the most dangerous things that you can do uh, so guys, yeah. please, please yeah. at least go get your testosterone levels checked And here's the other thing by the way, you know we're talking about the black market side of this. Guys, I've had people go get testosterone checked and send back reports, and their test was fucking low, and that just showed the shit they were using wasn't good, so, you know, anytime you're going to take black market stuff, you never, never truly know, so that's another reason to get blood work done, not just from a health standpoint, like, (laughs) you can be taking who knows how much, and it's chopped (laughs) up into a fucking super low dose, and you're getting fucking ripped off, you know, so. I mean that's that's a topic probably for another podcast. I don't want to get too far into that. But no, Jason, but
1: to me, it's true. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's part of it. Like you said, if you want to play the game, you really really need to know what's going on all around yep. you. So this to me, this was a really fun podcast. I know this is something that's near and dear to both of us, and I think this is really going to help a lot of people, guys. If you enjoyed this, please 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 subscribe, leave us a review, and just tell a friend. Next week, we're going to be back. We're going to pick another winner, and you're either going to get some Cordy's or some GDA Max. Yep. Dude, I think Cordy's is going to be good now because we've been talking so much about cortisol and optimizing hormone levels that, yep. that know, works. something that like works. Cordy's would be great. So I'll, I'll pick the next winner, and we'll announce on the very next show. Um, man, we've got a lot of good topics coming up, a lot of good topics. I, I don't want to spoil anything, but guys, please stay tuned. For myself and Jason, we're out of here. Thank you, guys.
1: See you.